Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Perspective, man. We are back, man. You guys are going to hear this one in regards to vulnerability. And then, of course, the will of life is going to be coming up tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to write down a list of different things and, you know, the gratitude list and seeing what has happened. Man, I'm not even going to get into all that. You know what? Let's just get into vulnerability before we get into the, you know, the gratitude of everything. So the thing is. In the culture scape right now, a lot of the alpha men, the men who are afraid of their, you, you know, that the, they have insecurity problems in regards to their own sexuality, they're the ones that always have that alpha mask, right? So you have the Gary V saying you shouldn't feel anything. You know, you have the other people like Joe Rogan who beat their chest and always think they're better. You got Charlamagne, all these different weird characters out there and the Americas that have these problems and have these, e they're ego driven, right? They look at vulnerability as a weakness, right? So you look at basketball players, you look at football players, you look at men in general, you're not supposed to uh, show and sign like you need to drink water. That is looked at as weakness, right? So you have all these dumbass football coaches who say, oh, you know, water is for cowards. No, um, water will help you survive. And if this particular person doesn't get water, he's going to end up dying and it's going to be your fault. But of course, you wouldn't even take you know, responsibility for that, right? Oh, anywho, guys, I'm just trying to paint the perspective, the, the whole picture here. And so with vulnerability, it's all about just understanding what assertive vulnerability is, right? Because it's either passive or victimhood, right? So obviously, we have entered the realm of, you know, we, it's, a, it's a memefied Okay, it's a memeified realm in the social media age right now, right? Everything is memed out, right? But the thing is, when you show that level of vulnerability, it's difficult, but yet it, well, it's difficult and challenging, but it's also courageous. So it's kind of like this, you know, just open up your journal, capture your notes, ideas, whatever it may be, and it's time to start showing that level of vulnerability. It's like when someone says, hey, I need help. See, in the African-American culture scape, okay, that's the, that's the whole phrase for today, culture scape. We're not supposed to ask for help. We're always supposed to just figure it out. You know, the old style African-American parents, they would just throw their kids into a pool and say, learn how to swim. Now, no, that's actually negligence and you could get arrested for that, right? You know what I'm saying? Don't approach it from this, that perspective. Uh, you know, perspective, but it's about sharing. Vulnerability is about sharing your true thoughts, your feelings, desires, even when it's uncomfortable, you know? And when you have that willingness to share those things, you develop courage. And so today we're going to talk about four ideas to how you can become more, more vulnerable or have that assertive vulnerability. So with number one, it's about guts and directness to say no. I can't. This is about boundaries, people, right? It's like, you know, hey, I can't take that. I can't do that because, you know, I'm stressed out. No team, we can't take on this project because we're overloaded. I can't help you right now because I'm just too overwhelmed. It's about just setting that direct and clear boundary. There's so many times that I've, I've and again, you know, out there in America, they would always call it the whole yes man approach. Don't be a yes man, don't be a yes man, right? Well, you know, from a, from a passive or from an assertive vulnerability standpoint, 
it's not about being a yes man okay and so just throw out the whole r- ridiculous bullshit jargon of these whack-ass you know these actors and actresses it's about just saying you know what am i able to take on this specific thing and if i take this on how much of my happiness is going to be taken away how much more stress will i have anxiety how much more overloaded will i become so sometimes man you know i just tell people i say no no means no i am not going to take this on i'm not going to do this thing i'm not going to do that and to be honest with you it feels much better because a lot of people would say oh you know you 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 never should refuse a class is what they would say about four years ago but i'm like okay but the thing is i got these classes in early 2015 and now you're still trying to give me the same type of classes two and a half years later without any growth with it and you're taking all the good easy classes you're taking all the test preparation classes because it's very easy from your perspective but me i get stuck with teaching fucking beginners i am you are we are, are you serious no i'm not gonna take this and then again i was looked at as being a rebellion and then they stopped giving me work and then that's when i quit so again having the guts to say no the guts to say uh you know refuse a class and say no i'm not teaching that bullshit means everything in the world it's kind of like these hard conversations i'm gonna have to have with one of my workmates you know fern and she's unaware of this but when it comes to it both her and i we're gonna have to have a sit down and i'm gonna say listen i'm not teaching those young kids anymore oh but why because i don't want to i don't like them they're wasting my time i'm not coming here for one hour to teach them if you want me to teach that bullshit ass class from 1 to 3 30 in the afternoon that's all you're getting because now, considering what I'm doing in my life, I could get a hell of a lot done within that, you know, within that one to two and a half hours online being on my MacBook, you know, because you guys are just, the kids are just going to sit on their phones anyways. So if that class does start back up, which I highly doubt it, then okay, I'll consider it. But all the other little kids, no, I ain't got time to, I'm not a babysitter anymore. No, thank you. I've reached that age. Oh, but you know, no, oh, but you know. There are plenty of other classes that you haven't been giving me for a number of different reasons. Figure it out or no. That's what I do. I establish that clear boundary. You will respect me, okay? Because you need me a hell of a lot more than I need you. And I'm not going to say that like direct, but I will say it from a, you know what, to be honest with you, you really ain't giving me shit anyway. So, okay, y'all can just fuck off. So then we have number two, direct willingness and to ask for help. See, again, going back to the whole alpha mask, men don't ask for help. Men aren't supposed to ask for help, right? When you're dealing with traumatic experiences, going bankrupt, dealing with death, you know, a lot of people say, oh no, you should be able to take care of yourself, be self-reliant, do everything on your own. But see, when you wanna be truly vulnerable, you're gonna ask for help. Be vulnerable before you burn out. Be vulnerable before you end up like the guy, I believe they found him in a car outside of a company just yesterday with charcoal, a charcoal gas tank inside of his car. He committed suicide at the age of 40. He wasn't vulnerable. He wasn't vulnerable. He did not say, you know what, man, life is not working right now. I'm not going to do this. Fan, like families have done this. Two parents, two kids in the back seat, charcoaling themselves to death. And I'm like, guys, like if you had asked for help, But again, in different cultures, you're not supposed to. So how are you going to overcome a traumatic experience? I remember back in 2002, Anthony Gautier, he was killed by Timothy J. Weber. Okay, this is a guy I went to middle school with. Never really talked to him before, but he had a sister by the name of Michelle Gautier. 
he and his uh and his mother were killed and the girl was raped the police and i still remember the teacher's name mr foreman seventh grade teacher showed up to the to the house and couldn't believe what they saw and i'm just like oh my goodness gracious anthony's gone see michelle could have easily over the next five years taken her life because I mean, what's worth living? You just had a fucking mass murderer just commit a double, a double murder of your family. Can you imagine? You know, there are army soldiers that commit suicide and they end up going rogue and end up going insane before they start killing everybody at a goddamn army base. Oh, I got PTSD. Seek help. But in the army, oh my God, any sign of weakness, uh-uh, you will be exposed. That's how the army is, right? And so... When are you going to do that? You know, you got to get a map, asking for help earlier and being direct and clear, right? And so again, you know, it was, it was like a really simple, um, and a matter of fact, I don't even know if it's raining hard or what. Okay, it ain't, it ain't too bad right now. I just got to wash my ass because it might start getting crazy real soon. But anyways, um, you know, it was just like when I was, um, when we were driving, my girlfriend and I, we were going to a place called Banca Chao, right? This place was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. But the thing is, I kept saying that I knew where I was going, but I didn't. I was just following the map. She's like, we should pull over and ask someone. I'm like, no, let's just keep going. We should pull over and ask someone. Let's just keep going. The map is good. The map wasn't good. See, instead of being vulnerable and say, hey, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Let's pull over and let's get this handled. I wasted an additional five to 10 minutes. See? But I admitted it, and I said, oh, yeah, I kind of messed that one up. I do, and I really, really do apologize for that. But at the same time, I learned from it, right? So, again, doing this consistently and repetitively, repetitively will get you those results. So, you know, in saying that, I believe that I think everything is beginning to fall apart. The wind literally just took everything. I don't know what's going on right now. So, guys, give me two seconds. Okay, I think I'm good right now. Let me hurry up and pause this stuff. All right, guys, so we're back. And, man, to be honest with you, man, I had to hurry up and relocate because the, the rain started coming down. And I just did not trust being out there, especially with, obviously, my good old new MacBook. So, here we go. So... To sum all of that up, okay, um, it's all about elevating, right? So to have that direct willingness to ask for help goes into number three, which is about getting career mentors and coaches. See, that takes the biggest, most tremendous act of vulnerability. See, we have egos. We can't figure everything out, right? But if you actively seek a mentor to guide you and to coach you, See, it's kind of like when, um, what was it? It wasn't so much about a mentorship, but it was like, you know, in 2015, 2016, when I was working in the corporate training division of my, uh, you know, department, I remember when one guy just wanted to dump every, dump everything off on me. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going on vacation. So here you do everything. When I come back, we'll execute. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. I understand that you were doing it from your perspective and then you had me come down there and to show you you know all the little it's and bits and pieces of what i need to get done but to be honest with you you work for the corporate training department i don't i'm just a a, a teacher at this specific branch and to be honest when i stood my ground and i asked for help and i said what's going on here isn't right we're done 
And to be honest with you, I never worked for them ever again, never bat an eye. And that was the end of it, you know, with that specific corporate training division. Why? Because it took a tremendous amount of courage to say, you know what? No, I am not going to bust my ass, make it a presentation to only make this amount. And it's crazy. There were just so many other projects coming up in July, coming up in August, coming up in September and October at, of course, SCG, where I'm going to be getting my next AZ vaccination um, coming up October 10th. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, there's email, there's this, there's that. And I was like, dude, there's so much that's happened. I'm so excited about it. And because I asked for help and said, you know what? No, I'm saying no to this. You're not going to do me like that. And I never, ever did, got another gig with them ever again. And I was okay with that. And so to be honest with you, there are times where I, you know, people's egos are in the way. And if you want your ego to just, you know, lose your best trainer, by all means, goodbye. And that's what had happened five, six years ago, you know. But again, I'm very grateful for the entire process as usual. But it took a tremendous amount of vulnerability and courage. I remember when I got on a call uh, with Mira and you know this is the first time you know me and her we started breaking everything down she's like okay i'm gonna put you through the basics of the fundamental course then we're gonna do this and this and this and this and i was just so excited because i was like you know what this is the new beginning of my new life this is what i've been wanting to overcome for such a long time but i just never had the opportunity to like you know to to bring it full circle and it took so much to say you know what arsenio you're going to do this through her she's going to be your guiding light and it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life because from that point forward obviously fast forward a year later here i am with an unbelievable online business doing unbelievably well in so many faucets of my life see what i mean seek mentors see coaches see some people they they're unwilling to invest they're unwilling to invest in themselves you know with mentorship and with coaching and you know, this is what, you know, I get paid the big bucks for a lot of dentists and pharmacists and other people from South American countries. They come to me and they're like, hey, I need help. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I'm like, OK, absolutely. I'm going to take you through the process. And because I helped them, they got a 103, they got a 107, they got a 97. And now they're going on to different amazing areas of their life and their venture because of me, you know. So I remember, um, what is it? My girlfriend, she needs help with her business. And I told her that there's a rubric and a lot of things that you need to ask. You need to ask for help. You need to, you know, ask some questions because what you're trying to do has already been done. So there's no need to actually do even more than what you're capable of doing because it's already there, right? You know, when I got, uh, you know, uh, 10 new students uh, Tuesday morning, two Dominicans, a couple of others and everything, uh as well as my first group of coaching i coach them because they need help and i'm the one that's going to take them to the next level you know be willing to invest you know i remember uh on this guy's uh keith mastermind he's like one of the big ielts teachers out there test preparation course right uh coaching course and whatever and this guy gets a ridiculous amount of views and everything on his youtube now you could only imagine how much he makes from youtube but also his udemy course right but the thing is, when I look at his page now, his page, no offense, uh, and I love my Indians, but they're full of Indians looking to just freeload. And they're looking to just obviously just, you know, uh, get as much free things as possible, and they're unwilling to pay. I know that because last year, 
I allowed like about 40 people to just fill up 40 hours of my life, my schedule, and none of that returned. I didn't get one payee. There were a couple of Filipinos that actually followed me for a while. Then she was like, hey, I got this group of Filipino students. And she said, oh, no, they only want to pay $2 an hour. I said, oh, you fuck off. I had to redo everything and say, you know what? I think I put myself out there and my image is like that. I'm very cheap. Fuck that. Goodbye. We're not doing this. So again, now, obviously, fast forward a year later, if someone says, hey, do you have anything for free? I block them. You know, if someone says, hey, I, you know, uh, like the Chilean guy's like, hey, I need some help. I said, okay, here goes this webinar, this one, and this one. It's like $25. He bought everything. He said, hey, I need about five coaching hours. Okay, it's 125 Okay, no problem. Boom. And I'm like, that's how it works. No one's, no one's going to try to negotiate me and like, you know, negotiate me down and try to haggle me. No, because I have my set price. That's who I am. This is exactly what I put out. The image that I put out to the world. This is exactly what it is. And so... In saying that, you know, it's just about obviously being humble, but also practicing that humility. And that's what I do. I'm humble, but in the Thai market, I'm like, hey, listen, I don't need your jobs. I ain't applying for shit. You know, it's so funny looking at those jobs and they're like, oh, okay, 30000 baht a month, 1000 US dollars a month. I'm like, wow, man, I used to apply for that shit. I make that so easy now. It's not even funny. And it just it shows, it gives me that humble. I stay humble, but humility and also seeing how much I've grown, you know? So now the last one, four, number four, the three F's, fear, feelings, and faith. It's like, I'm hoping for this outcome. Let's talk about it. Expressing a fear, my students, Again, it's courageous. Them saying, listen, I'm very, very scared. And I'm like, listen, I got a perfect meditation audio. I'm going to send it to you. One girl said, oh my God, that transformed my life. Oh my God, I cried because now I understand so many things, you know? And, you know, that's what it comes down to. I was vulnerable when I told these different things about my life to a transformation coach when she saw so many different things in me, you know? Being vulnerable is the first step to freedom. Talking about those things and where you find that faith, that confidence and the ability to figure things out. Being proactive to do things that will help you with that vulnerability. Not just hoping someone holds space, but you're creating that space. And so that's what vulnerability is with those four steps. I hope this helps you guys and let me know. Stay tuned for more. We got a Wheel of Life one coming up tomorrow over and out.